This is the Anglican Perspective Podcast with Canons Phil Ashey and Mark Eldridge of the American Anglican Council. Join us for an in-depth look at building up and defending Great Commission Anglicanism throughout the world by developing faithful leaders, equipping local congregations, and always reforming the church. You can find out more about how we can help you and your churches thrive by visiting www.americananglican.org. Welcome to your Anglican Perspective. I'm here with Archbishop Stephen Kazimba, uh, the primate of the Church of Uganda, which is the second largest province, we believe, in the entire Anglican Communion with some 11 million Anglicans uh, in the country. And I think, is it 33 dioceses? 37. 37. And um, Your Grace, it's an honor to be with you here today at at the conclusion of the meeting of your House of Bishops. Um, Your Grace, uh, may I ask you about the statement that was leaked to the BBC today? And also, um, I believe there's possibly a letter coming from Archbishop Justin Welby to all of the primates upon this leak, saying that while the Church of England has not, will not, or has not actually changed the definition in its official teaching on marriage between a man and a woman only, that the bishops will recommend, bishops of the Church of England will recommend that there be blessings of couples, same-sex couples, married in a civil partnership, and that those blessings will be offered in the context of a uh, service of the ministry of the word or of holy communion, uh, but that there will be only a blessing of the couple and not a blessing of the marriage. Uh, What is your response to that on behalf of the Church of Uganda? Thank you very, very much, uh, Dr. Phil Asher. Thank you very much. Uh, Really, it is so sad to hear such a statement coming from the church where our missionaries came Hmm. from in 1877, and they brought the gospel to us. Mm. with an emphasis of marriage between one woman and one man. When we hear what they are teaching right now, it is actually contrary to scriptures. Mm -hmm. When they say that they they are still keeping marriage the way it is known to us, and the way the Church of England has been teaching for all these years, and they say they are keeping it, but there will be blessing uh, couples of same-sex marriage. It is uh, a contradiction. Hmm. They are saying one thing, and in practice they do a different thing. So that is really so painful, and uh, we think like that uh, they have betrayed the entire Anglican communion, and they have uh, misled all of us. But as a Church of Uganda, 
we definitely stick to scriptures we stick to marriage between a man and a woman because when somebody says i am i haven't changed the position but i'll be blessing same sex in practice you are saying this is uh, this kind of the so-called marriage is equivalent also to this one so i think we are not happy with that statement um I know from talking with some of the bishops of Uganda that they feel bewildered as well, and their people are bewildered in light of the strong biblical teaching that the missionaries brought on marriage and sexuality to Uganda, um, and that it, it seems as if uh, the mother church has, uh, in a sense, lost her mind. Uh, the the mind of the church in Lambeth Resolution uh, 1.10.1998. You have recently in public statements seemed to have hinted possibly that if the Church of England goes ahead with this, that the Church of Uganda will be in a very impaired relationship with the mother church. if that's so, what do you think the Anglican communion would look like or should look like uh, without being led by, by the Mother Church of England? Uh, thank you so much. Actually, the statement I made, which I want to, to repeat, is that uh, our partnership cannot be the same. Hmm. or it may even not be there. Because we are, we are preaching different Gospels. Yes. And so we are not comfortable and we cannot promote what the Church of England is going to promoting of same-sex blessings. Because what are you blessing? Yes. Which you don't believe in. I, I, I can't, like here in the Church of Uganda, we don't believe in polygamy. Then I say, our church is believing in marriage between one man and one woman, and we haven't changed. But we are going to be blessing polygamists. Mm. One man with five wives, we are going to bless him. Uh, so are we really not contradicting? Yes. So that is real confusion and going out of scriptures. So, it is sad that we we are going to lose that communion because these people have gone out of it. Yes. They are, they are the ones gone out of it. But uh, for us, we know this is the church of, of Jesus Christ. Yes. And our leader is Jesus Christ, the head of the church. Yes. It is not the Archbishop of Canterbury, it's not, no, it's uh, Jesus. Jesus has not changed. Yes. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We'll continue stay. Because now we disconnected our source from the Episcopal Church of America. Yes. Many years ago. But up to now, the gospel is being preached. People are coming to Jesus Christ. We have not gone to Lambeth Conference since 2008, we haven't gone. Yes. 
which means, I mean, we didn't go to 2008, and even now we have never, and recently we didn't go, but the church has not been affected at all. Our church is strong not because of Lambeth, it's because, strong because of Jesus Christ, who is the pillar and the foundation of our church. Amen. And we are all so very aware of the courage of the Church of Uganda's convictions when everyone said, oh, but if you, if you break relationships with the Episcopal Church and stop receiving funds from them, uh, the Church of Uganda will go broke and will, will not flourish. Um, can you say a little something about how wrong that prediction was? Uh, definitely, because uh, some people thought the church by now building should have been will be closed, uh, the clergy will be dying of of poverty. Yeah, we we have issues, but definitely what we have discovered that Jesus satisfies. Yes, we 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 can support one another with. The, Little resources. We we have learned now to support ourselves. Yes. Actually, this is like a, uh, a statement uh, saying, "Your setback can be a setup for your comeback." Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So if I mean the challenge we got has taught us. To learn to stay with little or without, but also has lifted our faith up. Now statistics indicating that even amidst the challenges that we are expected, we are, we are growing. Yes. And we continue to grow. So we have learned that it's good to work together. That's why now we are working so hard to ensure that as the people in the global south, in Uganda, we learn to work together. And we also learn to utilize our land. Yes. So that we have food and also cash crops that can really support the church. Yes, we can't say that we, we are financially well, but ministry of God is not about money. Mm. It's about the faith you have. Right and uh, how you are committed to use the little you have and continue to work with others who are still in the same spirit of uh, believing in the gospel. I'm happy that uh, we still have partners in America, those who also decided not to follow what the American church decided. Yes. And uh, they formed what we call GAFCON. Yes. And now we have brothers and sisters of the same mind in America, in Asia, in, in Europe, and they are there. We will continue with, uh, supporting one another in prayers, in uh, whatever we can put together, in the theological uh, trainings, and so forth. And we continue to do so. But anything to do with being lured into money, uh, into sin because of money, we cannot support that. 
Well, and and may I say, Your Grace, I've been with you now for, goodness, about five or six days. And when we went to the three services at St. Stephen's, uh, is it Chisugu? Chisugu. Mm. And they were packed. And the last service, where we had overflow crowds, mm. uh, and I don't know how many people that church seats, but there were people you know, looking in the doors even, exactly. and 176 young people that you confirmed, yes. and a new television network, the Church of Uganda Family TV. It does too. I mean, this is a flourishing church. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we are so grateful that uh, our church buildings, like that one of St. Stephen, which sits over southern, three services, we still have people coming to worship. And uh, all saints, we have Bukoto, Bugorovi, and uh, many others. Uh, this is around Kampala. Yeah. So, uh, definitely amidst all those challenges, the church is growing. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I was pleased too when we went to All Saints Cathedral, and it was beautiful to see they're building a huge new cathedral because of overflow crowds and a big sign with, I don't know, it looks like 50, 50 cell group zones. And exactly. uh, so it, it really is growing and flourishing. Yes, uh, that uh, new church is having a seating capacity of five uh, of thousand. Five thousand, wow. Yeah, that's the seating capacity when people sit comfortably. Wow. But if they squeeze themselves in between, it could be over. Wow. So definitely we can't say that we have achieved everything, but uh, we are going towards the goal. Yeah. And uh, continuing to look to him, Jesus Christ, the perfecter of our faith. Amen. Your grace, um, I know, just to kind of pick up on the previous question, Yes, the Church of Uganda is flourishing, and there are other churches in the Anglican Communion that share the same courage of conviction that you do. I'm thinking of the other GAFCON churches, mm. our own church, Anglican Church in North America, which you mentioned, Nigeria, Rwanda, uh, others in GAFCON, and now uh, uh, Global South churches. And, of course, you're a primate in, in, both, in both groups. Um, how do you think the communion of these Anglican churches should be uh, if, uh, if the Archbishop of Canterbury and the, and the Church of England is no longer the one driving the communion? Uh, definitely, like I already indicated, we have uh, Jesus at the center yeah. of leading the church, but we need each other as well. We continue to see that uh, we build our fellowships and the conferences. Like now we have GAFCON and the Global South is uh, another one to have all of us come together. Yes. But uh, I would like to, to encourage that GAFCON uh, Global South will all take the same direction because they are all the same. Yes. Objectives to ensure that uh, they fight heretical teachings. 
and also any kind of teaching which is violating scriptures. So I think, uh, and pray for the students. Yes. So we'll continue to, to support this more and more. And our fellowships, and fellowships for families, because yes. we know families are very, very important. And we want to ensure we support our families. Your Grace, I, I just want to say how deeply blessed I have been around you, seeing you lead both in word and in spirit. Uh, I have seen you and your bishops uh, speak again and again, quoting scripture, uh, word for word. Mm. I've seen you give blessings and exhortations where you've actually memorized the scripture, you've obviously taken it to heart. But I've also watched you stop and pray and lay hands on people mm. who are sick, just almost like uh, it was like Jesus would do as going through the crowds. Mm. Um, it seems to me that, that you're really demonstrating what a church that is shaped by God's word and the Holy Spirit mm should look like um, do you what what do you think we can do as Christians as Anglicans to welcome more of the Holy Spirit uh, and to uh, to move in the power of the Spirit uh, thank you so much definitely we should uh, devote ourselves to reading scriptures yeah and uh, not only reading, but also interpreting it not to suit our selfish desires. Because the problem we have, uh, which we are seeing, which has brought secularism, is uh, people want to misinterpret scriptures to suit what they want. Yes. And uh, so I want to encourage, and this is a practical bit of it. Read scriptures, memorizing scriptures, but also interpreting scriptures, not to suit what we want, but what God will really want us to be. So it's a call to obedience. Yes. Because without that obedience to scriptures, it is really, the church cannot stand. But also, igniting one another mm. and this is actually the heart of East African revival igniting one another mm. uh, in fellowships yes and uh, in fellowships and in prayers not necessarily on uh, Sunday worships but all the week and also encouraging people to share their testimonies yes because uh, when uh, you share a testimony you are Ignited, but you are also helped to grow yeah. as a believer, sharing with others. So these are some of the things which I feel like. And the, the East African Revival practiced this. I am a grandson of the East African ah. Revival. Yeah. And we know that's very, very important. But also confessing sins. Yes. Because uh, you cannot really have the Holy Spirit when you are harboring sin. Mm. Sin and the Holy Spirit, they can't be together. Right. And so, 
humbly, I mean, inviting Jesus, very important, but also obedient scripture, confessing our sins, and also supporting one another in a fellowship and going out to share God's word. Ignites the preacher, but also the people who are being ministered to. You've just given a wonderful summary of the ways that we can prepare our hearts to welcome the Holy Spirit and his power. Just um, before we close, Your Grace, I'm thinking of all my brothers and sisters in Christ in the Anglican Church in North America. Um, Do you have any words of encouragement you would like to, to say to the believers in the Anglican Church in North America? Yes, I want to appreciate brothers and sisters in the Anglican Church in North America and all other believers of faith uh, who are really sticking scripture to appreciate you for standing firm amidst persecutions. Hmm. Because the persecutions we had in the past we read about, this is modern persecution. Yes. Where you are, you are not so free to speak, to preach the gospel in schools, that is persecution. Because that is the best way the devil uses to ensure that the, the nation is killed mm. by ensuring God is not, talk about, not talked about in school. That's the easiest way of killing the nation. Not mm. only ch- the church, but the nation. Yes. So we want to, to say that is persecution. People who are not allowed to exercise their human rights. Because they say, you have the freedom. When you talk about this, you are interfering with human rights. But also, I have a right of really believing in what I believe in. If a right is for somebody who believes in what I don't believe and for me I don't have a right, that one is not right. A human right... A right should be in the right direction for the right thing. And so let me encourage you to know that uh, you are not alone. Mm. We are praying for you. We will continue to pray for you. And uh, request you that uh, even though you may not be allowed publicly to exercise your faith, but uh, you can pray. You can read scripture. You can share your faith through good actions. Yes. And uh, it could be like uh, what James talks about, faith in action. So that is one way of encouraging. But also, I want to encourage you, don't leave your children. Mm. At home, pray with them. Yes. Talk to them. Because the Bible says, in Proverbs 22, 6, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he or she goes old, we never depart away from this way. Mm. So the children should really always be uh, helped to know the scriptures. We, we pray with them. We eat with them. Yes. But also talking to them. Because this business of saying a child has his right, yes. But the, when it comes to parenting, you are responsible. That's and right. we shouldn't shy away yeah. from that responsibility. But let, him, let me remind you that you are not alone. Listen to these words 
from Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 21. And this I have in my mind, and I have hope, for the Lord is great in love, we are not consumed. Mm. For his compassions never fail, they mm. are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And I said to myself, the Lord is my portion. I'll always wait for him. So that hope in him will be your hope, even amidst trials. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you, your grace. It's been an honor and a tremendous blessing to be with you these days. Thank you. Thank you so much for visiting us and for bringing the right word to our churches, to the clergy in Kampala, to the bishops. The, the, the two days you have ministered to us, we have been blessed. Thank you so much. Come again. I will. And, and I will. greetings to our brothers and sisters. I will. And your family. Thank you, Your Grace. You've been listening to your Anglican Perspective with Canon Phil and Canon Mark of the American Anglican Council. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it so that biblically faithful and orthodox Anglicans can stay connected to the latest news, updates, and inspirations from around the world.